Hello everybody, Hello, this everybody. is uh, <laughs> Real Talk Beyond the Headlines. <laughs> yeah, we're just uh, talking real talk. This is a podcast about whatever the fuck you wanted to be about. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in today. <laughs> Check us out on uh, social media at Real Talk Beyond the Headlines. <laughs> Hashtag real talk beyond the headlines. Hashtag RTBTH. Hashtag hot takes. Hashtag hot takes only. We out here. This is real talk oh. beyond the headlines with uh, your boy Herschel and your boy Tinder. Uh, That's how they're recording. Go oh, do it again. Do it again. I'm sorry. Do it. All right. <coughs> Rewind. Uh, backtrack. We're doing this again, guys. This is real talk beyond the headlines. Woo! Oh yeah. Turn up. Yeah. So, uh, what we got going on today, bro? First off, we are out here recording live and direct from DC this year. Thomas, what's today. good? It's been a while. It's been a while since we've been on tune. I had to come up, visit your boy for uh, New Year's, man. So Indeed. we're obviously about to turn up for the New Year's weekend. We actually have some guests on the mic with us today. Yes, we have some ladies. Yes. Uh, it's come to our attention that we, we need more ladies on the podcast. So. <laughs> Thank we you. have a lot of lady listeners, so I think it's good. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you guys for being here. Today we have some good friends, uh, and we're talking about relationships. You know, we're just going to get into it. Are you in a relationship? This is Tune Day and I'm not. I'm single. Hold up. You got to introduce the guests first, man. Oh. We, oh, yeah, we don't want right. to get into the... Right. We, we want to give them an opportunity okay. to talk. You know, let us know. Let the audience know okay, who that, you are. That'll be the introduction. Hey, y'all. It's Morgan Lemignon, a.k.a. Frenchie. Turn up, Frenchie. Hey. Are you in a relationship? Isn't that the intro? That's the intro. Yes. Oh, and yes, I am in a relationship. Okay. And is it wonderful? Is it everything you thought it would ever be? Okay, well, there's no everything you thought it would ever be. It's not like I sit around Damn. thinking Yo, about... Today already with the hard-hitting questions. Wow. Damn, let's, let's warm up. Yeah, damn. Right, right. Is everything you ever thought you ever wanted in your life? Bro. We're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah, wait. Backtrack. And for our second guest? I'm Megan. I'm Frenchie's sister. Okay, so we got Megan and Morgan. Sisters out here. And I'm single. Okay, very nice. So we're going to have a couple of different opinions, hopefully, coming at you today. We've got a few questions and shit lined up, some interesting shit. It's probably been a couple of months since, I guess, uh, Insecure Season 2 ended. But that shit was definitely a roller coaster this season. So we thought, you know, that might spark some discussion that we really could have. We thought it'd be a great idea to have these beautiful ladies on the podcast with us today. Tune, so you want to start it off? Yeah, indeed. So uh, did you guys watch... Um, Insecure season two? Yes. Yes, we did. And uh, quick thoughts. What do you guys think? Season two. It was it was a lot going on. Um, I actually am happy the way that it ended. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was very realistic. Um, it psyched a lot of people out with when they got when when he got down on his knee. And everybody thought that, like, some people thought that that was real life. But that's what are you talking about, Lauren? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Sorry, at the end when he like proposed, she imagined him proposing. Some people actually thought that was real, but I had a feeling that that couldn't have been like it's not. Nothing is that perfect. This is real life. It, that show is supposed to be about a real story, and if he proposed, then it wouldn't have been real. Yeah. So you felt it did portray like real emotion, real experiences, and then of course gave you you know in that little kind of dream sequence or whatever her idea of what would have been the perfect sequence. And you, as a as a, an observer, was like, yeah, that's, that would never happen. Yeah. Would you say your team, Issa? Or who, who is your team? Morgan as well. Well, just to say, I was very disappointed with the entirety of Insecure Season 2. There was not that much development right. in the plot. We were just looking at all <laughs> these people fucking and sucking and being mad. <laughs> okay? Okay. So I'm, I'll just say that and then move along. But... um. I don't have a team. I was Team Lawrence season one. I was Team Lawrence. But then he was on some like weak dick stuff season Ooh. two. And I was just like. Okay, feel free to elaborate. You heard it here for the first time ever. <laughs> Real talk me on the headlines. <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, with the whole like threesome thing with the white girls. I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to do this, you got to represent. You out here having us look That real was weak. pretty weak. Yeah. Yes. And mm. then he's over here with the like, um. Fake um, Lolo Jones looking Rashida Ali, Rashida Jones looking <laughs> chick, and bringing her up in this private event. I'm like, yo, you just look so dumb. If you're gonna try to get back at Issa or Ho or do you and live your best life, do it. Why are you doing this all so that you can parade in front of your friends and you just look stupid? I'm like, you can just have your hoes, do what you want to do, and keep it pushing. It doesn't need to be geared towards Issa because then you're still giving her power. Right. So what's the point? Absolutely. Yo, good comments. Um, One thing that comes to mind that from Insecure Season 2 was this concept of hotations. I really don't think (laughs) I've heard it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. I really don't think I was familiar with the hotation like prior. You're a good guy, too. Ladies, (laughs) today. (laughs) Who? He's new to DC. Hey. He got a nice spot we here right now. Just I'm just saying, send some listener mail. <laughs> <laughs> we like mail. Hit us up on the Twitter at RealTalkBTH. So, you know, the question is, you know, perhaps maybe y'all can just give a brief overview of what a hotation is. And then is a hotation okay for men and or women? You know, like is it is that cool? Is that is that is it okay to have a hotation? I think hotations are essential to life and singleness. Mm. Um, Mm. It's important to have a hotation because you want to avoid being in a relationship when you're not actually in a relationship. Yes. You cannot be committed to a single person as a single person. Mm -hmm. If you are going to be in a relationship, it needs to just be like, okay, this is what we're doing or have a mutual understanding that we're not doing anyone else, but not just going through the motions. It needs to be building towards something together. If you have a hotation... It's like, don't be upset because I have a date with Jimmy and then on Tuesday I have a date with Johnny and then on Friday I'm fucking Jack because it's that's what I want to do. Like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And if people were more open to that idea, it would be a lot less possessive. Life would be a lot better because everyone would be busting more nuts. <laughs> and it's just like so much more fun. So it's like, yeah, as long as there's um, respect and transparency, I don't think there's any issue, male, female, other, having a hotation. I feel like there's a level of maturity required there that everybody who's either participating in a hotation or even like 
as a person who was picked up on that rotation, that they are just not ready to exhibit. Like they that's where the mm-hmm. the lack of maturity is where you run into the drama, mm-hmm. where shit gets wild. So mm-hmm. I feel you, but I think it's much easier said than done. Because yeah, a lot of people lie. They lie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's I, mostly y'all. Oh man. <laughs> and so, when I say y'all, we, I mean okay. those who. Identify as male. That's cool. Now, we, we did bring on these ladies to, to have some different opinions than, you know, just us dudes just chopping it up, talking to our fans. So, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's good to hear you say that, but, like, you know, we want some conflict. They we be want lying. To, we want to hear y'all's side of did, the story. Did you see sure. some of that behavior in Lawrence in season two? Like, you know, lying and, you know, maybe just not being the most forward and straight person in general. And and as you said, us of the male variety that that's that's how we roll. He was confused from jump, just breaking up. He was confused and hurt in the first place. He didn't even know what he wanted from the girls, because he was so used to being in a relationship for so long, so he, that he just fell into that with the girl um, from the bank. He just fell into that with Tasha. Woo! Tasha. I ain't gonna forget Tasha. Man, Tasha with nipples, piercings, and that ass. Okay. She was back. And she told him about himself, and she was very accurate. He's going to the family barbecue. What are you you doing here? Why is she inviting you? You look dumb. Yeah, it was much more than what he was ready for. That kind of reminds me of a uh, term that I heard recently. Um, Have you guys ever heard of the term, and is Lawrence this a serial relationshipist? Where he he was in this one, just as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Serial dater, sure. Where he was in this long-ass relationship, he was used to that. That's what he was looking for. He got out of that immediately. Got into something kind of comfortable with, um, I forget her name, but old girl from the bank, Tasha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then right after that, uh, somebody else close by, Mm -hmm. uh, his coworker, Mm -hmm. old Rashida Jones looking. Do you feel like he fits that mold? (laughs) Or if, okay, describe like what that would be. Because I'm still kind of watching. A serial dater is someone who is going to call, like, you turn around and they got a new girlfriend, like, actual, like, mm-hmm. straight-up girlfriend. He wasn't calling none of those girls his girlfriend, and he was, I feel like, or at least I don't think he was. I didn't get that impression. Does that mean Tasha was too familiar, though? Because she was inviting him to, like, girlfriend-esque yes, things. She was. No? She was. Okay. Okay. It was too soon. Mm. She knows that he just got out of that big relationship. She knew that he was. Okay, so she enabled yeah. him. So y'all are saying it wasn't all on him. That's, that's oh, all no, I'm trying to get to. Oh, no, it was not all on okay. him. Equal a parts Tasha, equal parts Lawrence. Okay, okay. He just busted down and he she was all, mm. oh, because, you know, homeless homeless man dick is like the best, they say, because they need some place to sleep. So if they put your ass to sleep, they can just slide right next to you. But that's why she was caught up like that. <laughs> that's real, yo. Speak, uh, yo, real talk beyond the headlines. Speak your yo. truth, yeah. She <laughs> okay, so we haven't discussed uh, the other relationship in that's that's prevalent within uh, Insecure. How do you guys feel about Molly's relationship with a married man throughout this past season? Obviously, we're like mad into it, but spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched that shit, but like, fuck y'all. It's been like, it's been like a goddamn year. What are, you, what are y'all doing? If you haven't watched it by now, fuck yeah. y'all. <laughs> listen to this podcast, go back and watch it, and then come listen to the podcast again. You'll know exactly what we're talking about. How Dude. I feel about Molly. Okay, first of all, with Dre's Space Jam Mondo right. star looking face sad. Wow, he does look like old boy. Oh my God. No, 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 say that again, please. Space Jam Mondo right. star looking face sad.
Because I know everyone loves. They want to. They want to think he's Mac. What's his name? Just because he got a deep voice. Yes, Dro. They and like, he's tall. He's tall. He's tall, light skinned but lanky. I mean, we don't have to put every him out here as a sex symbol. Like he no. can just be a married dude that she's fucking for character development. Like, like <laughs> but the thing with that is the relationship that Dro has with his wife. Everyone is has their own name for it, but I feel like a lot of people on Twitter and everything were misnaming that relationship. A lot of people were saying, is he in an open relationship? Is he a polygamist? Is he polyamory? All those things are very different. If you're in an open relationship, that means that you're okay having sex with other people. Polyamory is more so your multiple relationships with different people. Um, polygamist, obviously, like married to all these different people, and we're all together in one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, those have all very different connotations, and you one is very dangerous to lump them all into one because there are a lot of different expectations that go along with every single person involved in all those different spaces. Absolutely. What he is doing with Molly is not an open marriage because an open marriage is simply I can go and have sex with these other people. He's drawing Molly baths, fucking Molly while the wife is at the table, going to Molly's parents' anniversary dinner. That's very different than just an open marriage. And since he, we don't know what his wife knows, we don't know where this path goes, if there were other Mollies, if there will be more Mollies. So we just need more resolution and development around that before we can really decide what's going on. But right now, she's a side bitch. (laughs) And she's okay being a side bitch because she gets fucked in a bathroom and left like one. And And if that's what you want, that's okay. You can do that. But don't be mad if someone comes across your head with a frying pan when she finds out. Right. I don't think his wife has any idea. Honestly, I think he's bullshitting. And I think she trusts him because they grew up together. And that's why he was at the anniversary dinner. I think she just trusts him too much. And I don't believe that she has a clue as to how deep their relationship goes. Because I, as a if I was his wife, and he all of a sudden starts fucking his childhood friend, childhood not friend. a stranger, yeah, long, that yeah, is not a, a deep like friendship, and now you're yeah. having sex and you're making that even deeper. I'm not gonna be okay with that as a wife. I'm assuming y'all have seen Power, where literally the exact same thing happened. Don't get me started on Power and, and Angela, dumbass. Oh, feel, please power. go in, go in one time <laughs> if you don't mind. Because look. It's very difficult to be team anybody on power mm-hmm. other than like team Tommy until he killed Holly. Mm. No, 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 no. Holly had to die. Yeah. Holly did Holly have to die. Holly, had, Holly to die. had to go. But that was okay. a little rough. You'd be making some dumb decisions. Um, but for me, when I started power, I was obviously team Tasha because I'm like, look, if you want to do this, do it. But you need to break off everything at home. You need to tell your kids what's going on and you need to go ahead and do it. You got Angela watching the kids without Tasha permission, bringing mm. guns to school and all this stuff. No, absolutely not. And, and I hate Angela from, from a professional standpoint. As an attorney, you should <laughs> never jeopardize your entire... Like, you go through so much to be an attorney. You take all these tests. And she's in New York. You take a lot of tests to be an attorney in New York. Right. All these ethical things. You got to go on interviews with people ethically. And then she and she's in a wonderful position as a DA. And then here she comes. She just threw that all out the window. For some dick mm. and a popsicle. She's so stupid. 
And so, it was almost a great popsicle. I don't know. I'm sure there was a popsicle in there. Too. There was no popsicle. So he be eating lollipops on that show. I seen. <laughs> so with Insecure season two, you know, with Molly's situation, um, I don't really think I was like too familiar with polyamory. Mm-hmm. You know, prior to that, you know, just doing a little research and. Frenchie, you gave us a little bit of a, a education. She broke it down. Right? She broke she it down. down. Like, hey, oh, don't okay. act like you didn't learn something on Real Talk about the headlines. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I believe that modern relationships are evolving. Personally, I see non-marriage, whatever that is, mm-hmm. as viable. It could mm-hmm. be polygamy, polyamory, being single forever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's viable. It's not you can only be in a marriage. And that's Something that I've learned that I've begun to embrace lately. But That's feminism at work. Okay. Hey, I'm a feminist. Hashtag feminism. So, you know, I believe that I'm evolving as a person. Thank Wow. That that actually right here. <laughs> right here. So, you know, I want to know, like, what do you guys think about these different kinds of relationships? Why do you think perhaps it's a little bit difficult for us to accept it? You know, with Molly's situation, you know, if she just wanted to fuck <laughs> and that's it, this guy that she's comfortable with, then so mm-hmm. be it. It's the honesty part. Yeah. It'd be different if, if his wife knew, I'm totally for the Molly Drill situation. Absolutely. We don't know that. So that's why I'm on the fence. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Do I think, so is the question, do I think non-marriage or like non-traditional relationships are Yeah. I mean, like, you know, what, what's the key to make them successful? Like, why do you think our culture has not really embraced it? Because I view them as viable. I don't know what mm-hmm. y'all think. I think they're viable yeah. options. I know plenty of my friends who are in non-traditional relationships and they're very yeah. viable. But it's still a little taboo. It's a little taboo. Um, I think it's because everyone grows up, well, not everyone, but most people grow up looking at their mom and their dad. Mm-hmm. and Or at least they know that they have a mom and a dad. And the traditional, like, this is how marriage was defined literally like by law yeah this is how religion defines marriage and then this is what you are supposed like socialized to have to grow up to be to aspire to to like yeah. find another mate whether it's a male or a female whether it's hetero or homosexual to find one person and sit down and make build something with them yeah i think the reason why it's becoming more viable to have something that breaks that mold is because of one, the individual stability that you can offer, that every person can now offer themselves. It used to be that women were attached to men in through marriage. When they died, all of their property went to their husband. All of the work that they or work that they've done for their entire lives, all the money and property that their father left them, would not be in their name. It would go to their husband. He would manage all of it. So they were, they didn't even have jobs that women could have that would provide for themselves. So they would have to, literally have to get married if they wanted to provide anything for their children or for themselves. Um, obviously, yes, that's changing a lot now. Um, it's, cha- it's changed enough, far enough back that now that women, women, you know, higher rates in college, all that kind of stuff, yada, yada, great stuff, still glass ceiling, but we're doing a lot better. Do you Googles. We're doing a lot better. <laughs> um, so it's like... Women are now like, okay, well, whatever. You know, I can do what I want to do. And whether that's be single or not, I can do it. And so I think Hold on, hold on. I just have to say to the people listening to our podcast that Morgan is a lawyer. Her sister is a (laughs) doctor-to-be. So, you know, what you said is this is is what we got. Yeah. You can be what you want. And y'all are that. 
So Thank sorry you. to cut you off. No, it's keep good. Going, keep going. Um, but I feel like it's still a little taboo because it's not by what I'm saying is it's not by any means new. People have been doing this for like a really really long time. Actually, I was listening to another podcast and the guy who created like Wonder Woman was in a poly amory relationship he had a wife and then he also had um another like girlfriend that lived with them and like they were hooking up too and like they had like their whole household and they kept it under wraps a lot really um wonder woman has a lot of like bondage um <laughs> like traditionally bondage influence and yeah, stuff lasso, okay. lasso rope little the chains little, yeah. Yeah, yeah all that okay. kind of stuff um tidbit for you so <laughs> it's not that it's new it's just that i think people are talking about it more mm-hmm. i feel like uh america is most recently going through like essentially a sexual revolution. Um, you guys both being in careers that are very prominent, very great, um, I feel like this is also a kind of one of the first times in history where women are doing those things, having their own careers, and are starting to keep their own name. You just mentioned, like, in the past, a woman would die and all her belongings would go on to the male or, you know, she would literally lose her name during the marriage process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to ask you guys, since you guys are being you know, prominent, just dominant in these careers, mm. would you take on someone else's last name? That's a tough one, because Dr. Monroe sounds really good. Mm, it does, yeah. So I have worked really hard to get to where I'm <laughs> at, but then I, and then my dad doesn't have any sons. So I was talking, we, we were talking to it, talking to each other about it in front of my dad. We were all talking about it together. And my dad was like, I don't care. It's just some slave owner's name anyway. And I was yep. like, yeah. you are absolutely right. And, but I've also, like, I've grown up with this, like, this is my name. Megan like, Monroe sounds so good. <laughs> Both of y'all's names actually sound it just, beautiful. It just, people don't even, some people don't even believe that it's actually my name. Yeah. Or it's but a porn it, star name. That's what I get. The, there is a porn star. She's just a white lady. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> the first thing that comes up. I Google my name sometimes. Okay. Um, <laughs> but if I am, I really have no idea. Okay. I Okay. Yeah, I guess that may be a time. Because the hyphening mm-hmm. sounds mm, weird and it's like, yeah. what do my kids get then? Like, what do we all have yeah. different? Yeah. It's weird. And I would totally understand as well. Like you've got patients that are familiar with you, at, would be familiar right. with you as Dr. As Monroe, Dr. Monroe or Monroe. Lord, I will be or, keeping know, my name professionally. Um, I will all be always be Morgan Monroe Esquire, and then my kids will have their father's last name. And um, I'm torn, but you, I think I'm legally gonna change it and just not ever go by it. I'm totally okay with that. I know it's a whole feminism rah rah. You're Mr. and Mrs. Blah blah blah, and now you lost your identity. But like my dad said, he doesn't care. It's a slave Mm -hmm. name. Um, I don't know. See, another thing to consider is, would I be changing from, like, one slave name to another? That's or would mm. I be changing to something? With, you know, some people have very deep-rooted history in their last yeah. name, and it's very important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, my boyfriend is not African-American, so his name is not a slave name. And it's like, his granddad was born in, like, the Ottoman Empire or some mm. weird shit. I don't know. <laughs> okay. and so I'm like, yeah. oh, that's you know, seems a little intense. Like, y'all have some lineage there. Maybe that would be yeah. important. But either way, like, the kids would have it. So I think that's really what people care about. I kind of feel like I'm in a weird position because my last name is definitely a slave name. Mm-hmm. My last name is Smith, uh, for the listeners out there who don't know me. But the rest of my name just carries so much prestige. Like, it's kind of been wait, passed wait, down. Wait, 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 wait. 
What's up? What is that name? Oh my God. Okay. The fourth. Well, I done brought it up now. My full name is Herschel Wellington Smith the fourth. Oh, that's a made up black full name. Apparently, they made it up 200 years ago and just stuck with it. It's good, buddy. Yeah, it's lit. It's whatever. I mean, shit, I had some uh, light skinned uh, great grandfathers, so, you know, it it might be some white folks back up in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you never know. (laughs) We dark as fuck now, but, you know, you never know what what the past tells. But I feel like um, that is a really tough conversation, just a really tough situation that you have to have uh or, or a conversation you have to have with whomever you may be going into that mm-hmm. endeavor with don't let it be a surprise at the courthouse y'all. yeah and <laughs> at the same time you know it's 2017 about to be 2018 marriage is end. you don't want to have added your uh name to somebody and then you know god forbid knock on wood it doesn't work oh out. if they famous i'm taking that name Mm, if they okay. famous, I'm gonna take it. Okay. Now, since you mentioned dating someone famous or marrying someone famous, something like that, how do you feel about, again, because you guys are both in prominent careers, how do you feel about dating down? Does someone have to make as much money as you wait, do? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Too quick. So, so, no, no, no. I think that we have to, like, great question. Dating down is loaded. I don't like the term dating down because it okay. makes it seem like money is the only thing someone brings to a relationship. Yes. So let, let's let's hash that out. Personally, I believe I, I don't want to use the term dating down, but if you were to define it, it would be someone who doesn't bring as much value to the relationship. It doesn't have to necessarily be that financial. Monetary value? It doesn't have to be financial. Can we, can we agree that marriage is a partnership, though? Yes. yes. It should absolutely, be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes. But, you know, it's like Some how much value do you bring to this partnership? Okay. You know, it could be financially, it could be social capital, I believe is like the most valuable thing anyone could actually have mm. in life, you know? Mm. So are you, do you have a whole bunch of friends and you can always do something while your partner, you know? So we'll, we'll stick with finances, you know, if you are out here making like hundreds of thousands of dollars and your partner is making a hundred thousand dollars, you know? Like, like what, how does that feel for you as women who are working in prominent careers, who have huge aspirations and goals you know is that something that you can embrace can you embrace a stay-at-home dad uh yeah i think i can embrace a stay-at-home dad okay that sounded like a lot didn't it I don't know. Yeah, you didn't believe that. It wasn't convincing. First of all, this it's, podcast is going to go up and everyone's going to get on Twitter like, I'm trying to be your stay-at-home dad. Yeah, what's girl. good? Yeah. No. She going to be like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. No. You're um, picking the litter. What's up? So here it is. I'm working real hard now and I'm getting tired already. So it would mm. be cool if I didn't have to work this hard forever and I could just you know, dial it back a little bit and be at some, a few recitals and stuff. I'm going to be a, like, probably going to be like a surgeon or something. So I don't know how many recitals I'm going to go to, but if I could like dial it back a little bit and be able to spend a little bit more time with my kids because family is extremely important to me. I have a really strong, loving, beautiful family. Mm -hmm. So in order to keep that going with my kids, I have to be there. So I would love to, you know, marry someone that could hold it down for a little while, you know, while, because I'm going to get bored, like, the kids go off to college or something, whatever, like, I'm not going to just be twiddling my thumbs or whatever, um, but I would like to have someone that, if something happens, 
who can still support the make me comfortable in the lifestyle that I'm used to. Keep yeah. Megan also is very great with me. kids, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Megan is very good with this. Okay, so children. the thing that is like sort of interesting for me is that you know, when I've had conversations with people, women and men, you know, it's like the the types of relationships that we as we spoke about earlier, polyamory, po- polygamy, uh, open relationships, open marriages are is more acceptable. You know, uh, people can embrace it more. But I believe that it's actually kind of challenging and hard for women to embrace the breadwinner. I'm that dude. My bad. I'm that bitch. I'm that woman. <laughs> Thank you. JK, I'm that woman. Like, the actual I could do woman. it. I could do it. Well, because, well, both of y'all, it sounds like hesitancy. No, there is no hesitation. Okay. I could let's do hear it. it. Because, let's be realistic. I am already earning a lot, and I know what I'm going to be earning for the next seven years. They lay it out. You can Google it. Like, they tell you. They tell everybody else. <laughs> it's a lot to live up to, and it's not realistic. You, I already know all the people that I would have access to, like, or almost all of them, because D.C. is not that big. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously there's New York and all that kind of stuff. But I do not want to have, like, when we're young, yes, it will work with someone working my same schedule. I wouldn't be working so many hours. Like, 2,000 billable hours sounds like it doesn't make sense to anybody listening to this if you're they're not, like, an attorney. But that's a lot of freaking hours. Like, that's just a that's lot annually? of time to be annually. Okay. 2,000 hours annually. Okay. So that's like averaging like eight billables five days a week. But like that's not just time you're in the office. That's time you're doing client work. Okay. And so that's a, just a lot of freaking time. And it's like not really realistic um, to be in big law and your partner is in big law and you have these small children and, you know, unless you're just paying so much money for a nanny or this or that. So I would be okay with someone earning a lot less than me if I feel like you're still adding value in other ways. And that's why I'm like the dating downturn is a misnomer because my mom stayed home while my dad was working and she added way more value than she would have been adding if she went to work. And Because my mom is more educated than my father. My mm-hmm. mother has a master's in pharmacy. My dad has a master's in accounting, but like, she does, she does like a little bit more. She, she, hers is a little more specialized. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. And she could have went and she works now. She has a very flexible job now and she travels a lot, does a lot of work. She added more value to the partnership and our lives she did by being at home than she did by going out and working when she could have been making, you know, a good amount. If she would have stayed on her track, she could have been making a very large amount of money so sounds like mrs monroe is late she's so late late. i love her so much my parents are literally the best like mom is cute she's single right no i just told you my parents are the best like he holds it down so don't ever come for (laughs) 30 years 30 years that's excellent okay and my mom is like the realest person ever my friend my best friend from high school mikel is in the room with us now and she can attest to how much my mom is like that chick, like All she of is just be the, down. She'll step in and be that woman figure or that that companion that all of our friends need. If at any time, at any time, if they come to her, like we were away at school and stuff was going on, 
between the both they of our best the house. friends that we didn't even know about. <laughs> and our mom is just handling it. Yeah. So I would definitely be okay with the breadwinner role. Um, I would still want to take off for like when my kids were very, very young and have the cushion to be able to do that. Yeah. If you're contributing to the house, that's great. But right now, I'm 25 years old. There's like no, like there's not that much house to contribute. So like you have to be doing something. Like you have Absolutely. to. Because yeah. I like going on vacations. I like eating out. Mm-hmm. I like going to fancy gyms. You like nice things. I like nice of things. Course. Hey, this is Real Talk Behind the Headlines, guys. Yo, if y'all trying to come at Morgan, yo, come correct. <laughs> vacations, eating out. You know, just, just keep that gyms. in mind. Fancy gyms. Fancy gyms. I'm trying gyms. to be at Equinox level one day. Not now. <laughs> we on the way. So, last topic. You guys are beautiful people. So, you know, I was on a date once. I once. Used a, just one time, listeners. Just one time. <laughs> there was a date that I went on. I had acquired this date via a, a dating app. Tinder? It was Bumble. Oh, you was oh Bumble. Yes, Bumble. I'm classy. That's a little more hand holding, not dick rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm classy, okay. So this this person that I was on the date with, uh, okay. she was black, and okay. and you know it came up in conversation that she is a conservative. Okay, how conservative? Well, it was, I think her like conservative her values. Funds, like she don't like to spend a lot of money. I think it was more like finance, like you know, smaller government. You know, not all these entitlements, not conservative in like socially or racially or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think care. so. I don't think so. But but you know, but I, I had sort of like become familiar with the idea of dating a conservative. Like, is that a thing? Like, could I actually do that? Like someone who's like legit conservative, like this I'm a Republican, you know, and look, you heard it here for the first time ever. One hundred thousand percent liberal. Yo, Antifa, that's me. <laughs> That's, that's me, like straight up. I'm 100% liberal. I'm all the way to the left. You know what I'm saying? So, also, you could probably even consider this. Are you book. a Bernie bro, Tunday? Bernie is that dude. I voted for him in the primary, but okay. I voted for Hillary, obviously. All right, right. we with you, Brad. So, I mean, could, could you guys, like, step out of, like, your, you know, I, I suppose belief system, you know, maybe to be with someone who's a conservative or not the same religion as you, you know what I'm saying? Like, how evolved have we come you know what i'm saying because it, it was very difficult for me to wrap my head around mm-hmm. dating the conservative i was like whoa check please mm-hmm. you know yeah but, but like how do y'all feel about that i can date well you asked a lot of questions at one time <laughs> um it depends on which views you're okay with not aligning i have dated i dated an atheist for five years it was totally fine okay um, it came down to, would you allow our kids to be raised religiously or not? Uh, a lot of the atheists I meet are some of the most moral people. <laughs> um, I understand why people can be anti-establishment religion, that kind of thing. Yeah. When it comes to things like politics, it's a little more dicey, right? Because that has like very tangible effects on people's lives that I care about. Like, oh... This low-income woman of color who needs an abortion can't get one because you don't think she should have one. You personally don't think your money should go there. Um, Or to raise her kids when she has it. That's a little bit different for me. And that's, you know, that's just personal. I know some people weigh the religion thing a lot more um, than I do. My mom would, like, kill me if she heard (laughs) me saying any of this. Um, But I would not be able to date someone who voted for Donald Trump or... um, people that vote against my beliefs in that regard because 
it's not a theory for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that I feel that are conservative have a very theoretic, theoretical instead of pragmatic approach to these policies. It's like, we're not talking about just smaller government or we shouldn't give this much money to Planned Parenthood. It's like, I've been to Planned Parenthood. I've taken friends to Planned Parenthood. I know people who have had their abortions at Planned Parenthood personally, and they would not have been able to go if they were not funded or if they were shut down or, you know, had to walk past picket lines of people with like a remains and stuff. Yeah. Abortion is murder. Horrible like shit on outside. Yeah. So it's not just, oh, these people and these immigrants and this. It's like John, Becky, this, like all these different people. It's like individuals' lives that you're just like, screw you, I don't care about and I'm not okay with that. Because if you look those people in the face and say that, you don't need to be around me. So that's why I would not be able to date someone who votes that way. Okay, all yeah. right. Thank you for your input. You know, it's like definitely levels. Like someone could be conservative fiscally, you know, maybe have a little bit more liberal social values. But, you know, it was like, I think we have similar reactions. Like when she said that, I was like, how conservative are you really? Why is that coming up? What would happen? What did they say today? It's DC. It is DC. People. We talked about transsexuals on my very first day with my boyfriend. And, you know, we had the same view. I don't know how we got to transsexuals or atheism or Christianity or any of that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, he's a non-black, so I had to make sure <laughs> that, he wasn't a, he, that he wasn't a Trumpy before I go any further. Of course. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so, Somebody out here just looking for another Amoroso? He's actually a Hotep non-black. I don't understand. Really? Not, wow. <laughs> we were watching Thor, and I was like, you know, Chris Hemworth, he is so attractive. Like, I just think he's so attractive and blah, blah, blah. He's like... You only think he's attractive because society told you you should like blonde hair oh, wow. and blue eyes. <laughs> I, I like this like, guy. Who are this you? Cool. <laughs> he's like, and muscles and that's what society tells you you should like. I said, oh no. He tries to show you all the new Spike Lee joints. Have y'all watched uh, She's Gotta Have It on Netflix? I don't like it. You don't like it? Oh. There's nothing going on. My best okay. friend loves it. She watched. Like two episodes, you no, know, you didn't, because she and complained about it all, and, she, <laughs> and I'm like, it's going to pick up. She was like, nah, whatever, and then we was watching it with her dad, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, she tried to have me watch it with my father. First of all, I didn't put the shit on, so I wanted to watch it, so, but it was an awkward scene to watch Do you guys okay. want to describe for us, uh, for the audience, what she's got to have it is? She had a rotation. And she okay. did it. I feel like she did it pretty well. She's right. fucking a gay man. <laughs> what? No. Oh, was gay. Uh, uh, gay? Sp- spoiler alert. Uh oh. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't watched it all the way through. I don't know. So. Okay. He was not gay. He was just Are very sure? stylish and loved himself a lot. He really loved himself. <laughs> it's a character. All the characters are caricatures of people or things and I'm like I understand that's how Spike Lee does his thing that's how he operates and directs it just wasn't there was no not enough development plot wise for me let's take it back insecure season two (laughs) I want things to happen I want people to do things I want there to be some kind of intricate development of a story Mm -hmm. I like what is that what is it what is the trimid Freytag's pyramid I want stuff to go up (laughs) I want stuff to go down I want to know what's going on. Absolutely. And you want a well-told story. A yeah. plot. Yeah. yeah. Introduction, yeah. rising action, climax. So, yeah. Yeah. Resolution. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
So to wrap it up, I just want to get Megan's view on the conservative mm. conversation. Oh. Frenchie, the sister. You gave us a very great, great description, and you know, I, I, I feel you. You know, mm-hmm. I feel you. Like, I just couldn't do it. Someone who came and said they voted for Donald Trump, not. Nah. Out of my life. Yes. So, how do you feel about that? I agree with that statement. Like, so if somebody like came and wanted to be with me, but they voted for somebody who was like so anti me, like the, uh, like the antithesis, like antithesis. Yeah, um, absolutely. Antithesis. Thank you. Antithesis. <laughs> of me like I could not get in a relationship with them I never date like I'm pretty simple I've only dated like black Christian men like I've never mm-hmm. dated somebody who wasn't Christian or like wasn't really black I was open to it recently that's um, wonderful. Yeah. Okay, story There's a to cute redhead boy at Megan's school. He's listening. Okay. Shoot your okay, wait, shot. Wait, 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 don't say that. Don't Shoot your shot. No, we haven't said what school you're at or anything. Yeah, you're good. No. Anonymity <laughs> here on the internet. I'm going to send it to him his email. Uh, anyway. I <laughs> I don't know if if it would. I've, I've never really been like that close to somebody to get into a relationship with them. So I, w- I don't want to say that I wouldn't date somebody who was conservative or somebody, like, who was a different religion than me. Yeah. As long as, like I said, like, I was talking to one of my classmates about, she's a conservative, like, she voted for Trump, and she doesn't care if her grandma dies because her grandma's, like, on health, like, the meds- Medicare, Medicaid health system. If you don't care about your grandma, you damn sure don't care about me, Becky. Right, like, she, she has said most of, everybody knows that she doesn't care if her grandma dies and thinks her grandma should die. Terrible! She's so, like, wow. anti, she's a burden on the system. Her grandma is a burden on the system, and if she can't afford her health care, it's not a right, and she should just wither away her own grandmother having lost our grandmother a month ago less like about five weeks ago yeah this woman said about her own grandma don't talk to me yo don't so talk i to couldn't me. date somebody who has had Mm-mm. who has that different of uh, views of things like family and just what it means to be a good person but i know you know i'm open to it we'll see yeah Okay. Okay. Well, um, unless you have any other questions today, or if you guys have some questions for us, I know you guys have been doing a lot of talking. We do have a few more interviews and questions lined up for the weekend. So there are going to be some more podcasts coming out this weekend. Listeners, definitely stay tuned. Hit that subscribe button. Check us out on uh, Twitter, Real Talk BTH at Real Talk BTH. Do you guys want to shout out y'all's Twitters one time? Um, well, I was shouted out on this podcast before, but Tuna does not know how to say my Twitter. So. Okay. <laughs> okay, correct that, please. It's totally fine. So it's Morgla Mignon. Um, so it's M-O-R-G-L-A-M-I-G-N-O-N-N-E. And it will be added with this episode, so you don't have to worry about trying to spell or remember that. Excellent. We'll make the, the work easy for you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> um, my Twitter and Instagram. My Twitter is Megan No Good M E G A N No Good No H No No Extra H and A and all that stuff. I spell my name the correct way. Instagram is, is, is that a little shade against <laughs> Megan Good? Is that ooh? Just a tad. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, once again, check us out. Peace.
<laughs> this is real talk me on the headlines. <laughs> you guys are so funny. Thank you for tuning in today. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. Drop some of your own comments. Some of your hashtag hot takes. This is Real Talk Beyond the Headlines. Hashtag. RTBTH. Hashtag. You heard it here for the first time ever. Real Talk. Real Talk. Beyond the Headlines. So this is Real Talk Beyond the Headlines. Um, this is our second relationship podcast and featuring all women as our guests because we want to hear what they have to say. It's important. And today we have Lauren um, who went to college with us at Emory University. Hello, you know, hello. we're out here doing it big. Okay. Uh, Lauren, what's up? I mean, you know, uh, we're just cooling in D.C., Young Herschel came to visit me. Had to come through, turn up one time for the new year. Indeed. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yes. Um, I would say that you missed out on the cold, but actually you just went towards the cold. It's like 30 degrees in Atlanta and it's supposed to be getting colder, but I guess that's just light work for you guys in D.C. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely below 20. It's been below 20 like all week. Um, mm-hmm. But you no. know, me and Herschel got our whiskey jackets on, so it's all good. You already know. Oh, okay. Yes, it's it's still not enough. I I need more whiskey, I think, and then I'll be okay. You definitely, you definitely do. They say it's four to six shots equals one coat for the new year. So, oh okay, drink accordingly. I'm sure you're gonna surpass it, but just make sure you have at (laughs) least four under your belt before you step out. Gotcha. You heard it here for the first time ever. Real talk beyond the headlines. Okay, at least four shots. At least you're gonna have. At you least. might have to double that. We'll we'll see. It's like 14 degrees <laughs> outside. I said that was just before you leave the house. No one said for the night. Yes, I know, I know how you roll, Herschel. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, turn up. So um, so you know, let's let's get into it. Um, did you watch season two of Insecure? Um, of course I did. I love Issa and the whole cast. And- okay. Of course, I was one of the people who, like, was furiously tweeting during each episode each week, like, girl, okay, you know, it's about 10 o'clock, I got to get home, so yeah, I'm definitely part of, like, the insecure fan club tribe or whatever they call themselves. I'm not part of the Lawrence Hive because, um, no, but yeah, I was definitely an insecure. Would you say, uh, are you team Issa? Because everybody's been messing up, man. Everybody. Okay, okay. I feel but you. I definitely feel like I have some sympathy for Lawrence that like some people don't. Okay, so so let's get into that. Where, what's your sympathy for Lawrence, and what do you feel like other people are like coming hard on this guy for? Well, like I said, everybody on the show is pretty flawed. Like everyone has their own issues. So to say like one person, it's not black and white. It's not like oh. They're so bad, or they're so wrong. Like, on one hand, like, yes, Lawrence did suck as a boyfriend, but he was also sucking at life. So it's not like it was, like, 
maliciously done towards Issa, so to speak. But, I mean, I feel like uh, Tasha hit it right on the head. He's a fuck nigga. Like, you're a nice dude, who, or you think you're a nice guy, but you're really a fuck nigga. But, I mean, that's also, you know, I guess life. <laughs> I guess that's dating, so to speak. Like, he was so afraid of, quote-unquote, hurting her feelings that he just did what he wanted to do anyway, which hurt her feelings, and it would have been easier if he had just said something. But, I mean, all in all, I think they're just kind of, like, growing pains. Yeah. So, that doesn't absolve him of anything that he's done. But I don't think that necessarily, like, puts him out. It's like, oh, gosh, like, we can never fuck with ever again. But yeah. I do not want to see Issa and Lawrence come back together for a third season. That definitely does not need to happen. Yeah, me neither. That's, we, we can just go ahead and dead that. But right, since, right. since yeah. we discussed... But there's so many girls that are like, oh, but I think they're meant to be. And I'm, like, rolling my eyes so hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, girl, let it go. So you weren't believing any of that whole like uh dream sequence that, that Issa had about like oh, him no. marrying her, all that. Oh, no. Yeah. As soon as it happened, I knew. And yeah. that uh really sad moment that she had, that's right. that's the only thing that really stood up to me about that whole sequencing. But no, I knew as soon as it happened that this was a dream, this was not real. Yeah, so since we've discussed some of Lawrence's development throughout the show, one thing we definitely wanted to talk to you about is Issa's development, particularly her little hotation. Did you have any comments on, because I, I know it's kind of been a, a little point of contention. Some people have been all for it. You know, she should definitely express herself, da 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 Other people have been a little more reserved. What are your thoughts? What's your take? Um, my ideas about Issa, I don't think, I feel like her biggest character flaw or issue is that she does not know how to admit fault. So, um, I feel like her quotations, like, it, it was a great idea in theory, but, you know, not everybody has it in them to host. Like, you just got to know yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's and, real. I mean, she, she, you know, she got with a little apartment bay or whatever, and, of course, you know, her going back and forth with Daniel, which, I mean, I was kind of ready for Daniel, but then again, I also don't want Issa to be like Lawrence and hurt Daniel the way Tasha got hurt. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I like the idea of a location for Issa, but then obviously her doing it in practice was not at all what she thought it was going to be, which, I mean, I guess she kind of needed to go through that, too. But uh, it was a good idea. It just wasn't that successful. <laughs> I'm still going to say she had a successful location at all. And she crashed her car behind a dick pic, which, I mean, she just went out bad. Yeah. Wait, wait. What was that last part? What, what about the dick pic? You didn't remember, like, the last episode, the second last episode, she got a dick stick, and then she, like, crashed into the back of the car. That's how she totaled her car. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was just kind of mishandling the whole what about situation. What went out bad, man? Yeah. Even the awkward selfie in the bathroom, just so much so much awkwardness, which obviously that's where Easter egg comes from. And I believe she's probably just awkward in real life, but no. Right. <laughs> so... Great, great take. Um, one one thing that we've been exploring while recording this podcast is like, just sort of like people becoming a little bit more liberal with their sexuality, trying different relationships. Um, it was always so taboo for a girl back in the day to like, you know, have a couple relationships or sleep with a couple dudes. You know, it was always looked down on. But I think the concept of a hotation has made it a little bit more acceptable. One thing we've talked about a little bit is like you know, non-marriage, which could be polygamy, it could be polyamory, it could be an open marriage or something like that. Um, and me personally, I, I definitely am very open to non-marriage. Um, I, I see it as a viable option. Uh, so like, 
How do you feel about that? Matter of fact, are you in a relationship? Yes, I am in a relationship. And then you're going to have to repeat the second question because I'm not exactly sure which one you wanted to answer is a lot. How do you feel about polyamorous relationships? Again, in theory, they sound pretty good. I think the biggest mm. issue in a lot of polyamorous relationships is the whole jealousy thing. And just having to control like how you feel about someone just because... I mean, we've all been kind of conditioned for like a monogamous relationship, so you just expect for your partner to only just want you, which is completely unrealistic. But um, yeah, I think that's probably like the biggest issue in polyamorous relationships is just having to control your jealousy towards the other partners, quote unquote, you know, in a thing. But I think if everyone can kind of like keep that in check and just have like an open, uh, communication with each other, which I think is the biggest thing. I think a lot of like Will and Jada Smith, when they talk about having an open relationship, and of course everyone's like, oh, because they're swingers, which they very well might be, and they're grown-ass people, so they can do what they want to when they're two consenting adults, doing whatever with whatever consenting adults. But I think her bigger point in talking about it was that they are open in their communication and how they allow each other to just be, even though they've had like, you know, rough patches in their relationships for the most part the point of it being open is so that they can feel like they're breathing and that they can be a whole person without having to like conform to a mold in which their ideas of marriage were before they actually got with the person yeah that's actually a great point uh, i'm glad you uh shouted out will and jada uh as a, i mean that's a great example of it working properly um me personally i, I feel like you know just as you said it takes a level of you know understanding I, I feel like i'm too selfish for for some shit like that um i actually experienced or, or i was present for uh my first experience of people in a polyamorous relationship trying to pick up an additional person into their relationship and it almost seemed like they were just trying to have sex they weren't trying to have a relationship they were just trying to add somebody else to the team but what i found interesting was one person had additional girlfriends on the side and then the other person shared some of those girlfriends, but still also had some of their own people as well. And this this is a uh, gay relationship. So, you know, I, I guess they're all girlfriends within there. But okay. it was it was it was interesting, like the web of sexual partners that was really getting involved and, and how aggressive they were trying to recruit somebody else on the team. I was just kind of laughing to myself, like, damn, they're just throwing all this attention, all this energy. And, and the person being picked up was like just eating it up. She was loving it. You know, it, you know, you yeah. can be drunk or whatever. People people enjoy attention. They were all yeah. attractive people. So, you know, I'm sure she wasn't fading away. But later, uh, I, I spoke to her the next day. Later, she was definitely like, yeah, I was just in the moment. I don't think. She, she had to send some annulment texts. Let's, let's say that. <laughs> yes. I like yesterday was this, but... Yes. Yeah, nah, bro. I can't do it. You gotta back out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to backtrack a little bit, Lauren. You mentioned how, um, you know, with like any sort of open relationship, polyamory, polygamy, where you know it's not a definite one partner deal, um, you kind of have to overcome issues of jealousy. And the last time I had a relationship, which was two years ago, that was like something that was hugely hard for me to overcome. Sometimes whenever I I got suspicious or jealous. It was really challenging and it was really hard. And I realized 
it's easier to just not be jealous. Easier said than done. So, so for the people listening to this podcast, Lauren, like, how can you, or how do you think, you know, you kind of like overcome that jealousy? Um, I know that I don't, I don't, I know that you're not like in an open relationship, but you know, with your intellect, what do you think? Jealousy is not like something that like only happens in polyamorous relationships. Like you just said, you were in a relationship where you were jealous of the attention your girlfriend was getting or whatever. Um, I think that, I mean, I guess on the other side of jealousy is like some type of insecurity. And I think the biggest thing for me anyway, is just having a knowledge of self. So, I mean, I can't speak on your relationship, but, um, in, in, because I mean I don't think I get very jealous <laughs> but at the same time I feel like I'm pretty secure in my relationship so I mean if someone thinks my boyfriend is cute yeah I know girl I do too that's why I'm with him so <laughs> I get it okay um, but yeah, right. I think that I think that's, that's the thing is like when you are self-aware and you know what your insecurities are not to say that you should just never have insecurities and that's stupid but just I mean again we're human so if you know that you know you're not doing so great in this area I mean again open communication talk with your partner let them know you know how you feel about things but I don't know I guess having jealousy and projecting that on the other people who are not in your relationship is a little crazy to me okay hashtag hot takes good stuff yeah <laughs> I do not speak on behalf of like all women everywhere this is how I feel right right well that's why we have you on the podcast because we want different opinions we want intelligent opinions um and yours is valued so yeah i feel like uh thank you guys i feel so valued (laughs) (laughs) no problem anytime um another reason we brought you on uh today was to discuss uh an interesting conversation that developed amongst us a few weeks ago pertaining to quantum thought mechanics so i'm gonna break down how we even got into this uh, I and, really wish I could see my face at the <laughs> word quantum thought. Yes. Physics. Don't you say quantum thought theory? Um, there's a little bit of theory. You know, people may have a, a have PhDs or advanced level oh. degrees in thoughtiness. Uh, they are hating degrees. Yes, we were, we were actually going to discuss <laughs> a little um, thoughty Hall of Fame. Uh, if you might have some entries for us, I thought of a few myself. Um, okay. But essentially. This this kind of came about because um, a few friends of mine, we we share a few like high school friends. Well, it was a high school acquaintance for me. And this person knew them when they were like in elementary school and middle school. So we, we've seen the thoughtiness essentially develop in this person. But essentially, this person has is about 26, has three children, a fourth on the way and is very brazen about her thoughty behavior. She's essentially just out here. And, and someone asked the question, is a thought still a thought? If she marries a thought, do the thoughts uh, cancel out? Does it magnify exponentially? Um, yeah, yeah. Deleted. I mean, I think her life. So, I mean, hey, sometimes you have to take sabbatical. <laughs> yeah. So, as you come back, maybe, you know, maybe you're just like a non-paying member for the year. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> A member abroad, okay, right. So, with quantum thought mechanics, I think that we are like essentially trying to understand like what's the right amount of thoughting. Is there too much thoughting? You know, like how how do we 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 want to have this conversation 
for the people, you know, who want to be a thought, who are maybe testing the thought waters, you yeah. know. And we're not trying to sex shame, you know, people should be able to, uh, same with the conversation about hotations. Like, we want people to uh, not only be safe, but like, enjoy themselves, enjoy life, knowing what they want, and going out and getting it. I think so, those are the only two important things. Like, one, be safe, whether that's like, you know, practicing safe sex, or being safe in regards to like, openly communicating what it is that you want, your expectations, um, or, you know, if it's not that deep, then just kind of keeping it not that deep. Like, be about what you say and keep it pushing. Yeah, that's real talk and, right yeah, there. as long as you're enjoying yourself and, you know, you're not hurting anybody in the process, you're not lying to anybody, you're just being yourself and doing what you do, and you feel good about it, and even if you don't feel good about it, then clearly that's just a sign that you need to adjust something. But, I mean, I'm pro hope. So, I mean, if you, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I can't say, like, that's too much, only because it's up to each individual. Like, that's, do what feels good for you. Like, I'm not going to prescribe, like, oh, if you, you know, do over 50 people in two weeks, that's too much. Like, there's no, there's no, like, formula to this. It's Wait, hold on. I, I, I think we can tell the fans that <laughs> over 50 people in two weeks, that's, that's too much, guys. I'm sorry. Y'all got to, y'all got to slow it down, please. I mean, if you're not getting paid for it, it just sounds like a lot of wear here for no reason. <laughs> it's, just not a, it's not a smart whole decision, but if that's what you want to do, then you do you. I would not advocate for that. But again, that's for me personally. That doesn't sit well with my aura. Yeah, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> Good God. That sounds. Yo, but I'm I guess. You know, I'm, not, I'm not judging. I'm just saying. I'm not judging. So when we were thinking of this idea for the Thoughty Hall of Fame, it was people who used, you know, what may be deemed as thoughty behavior from people outside looking in, uh, which is anytime we're really describing a thought. Nobody describes themselves as a thought. They might say, oh, I'm in a rotation, or I like this or that. But for the most part, when people say thought, it, it ends up being kind of a derogatory term. We're trying to flip that and kind of essentially empower, right? Um, so for my list of thoughty Hall of Fame, one, I did have to put the Kardashians on there because, I mean, you you just turned a sex tape into a media empire. Do you agree? Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. Regar and you okay, I also had uh, Gabrielle Union, who finessed. Uh, everybody kind of forgets Dwayne Wade was married and in a full-on relationship uh, before Gabrielle Union came up. And now we all support, you know... D Wade and Gabby now. Wait, so she, she, no, I definitely forgot. I definitely you see what I'm saying? Out. Yeah, you snatched her up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she snatched. She snatched. I forgot. I feel like I never knew this. So yes, okay. yes, yes. I think you definitely got to throw Amber Rose in there because uh, I see Amber I Rose. Mean, she is the head of the slut walk, so yes, yeah, so she's not on your list as a complete. Right, 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 right. But I'm just amazed at like how Amber Rose has built a huge platform and business out of this really taboo subject supposedly i guess we could call it thotting or just you know having a rotation really i call it being sexually liberated so um okay pc today <laughs> <laughs> hey you know how it is um but she like honestly amber rose like i think the slut walk just like those words together and also what it embodies that that event is just like you know very moving um it, it's got it makes you think differently about 
sexuality and sexual expression. So definitely got to throw Amber Rose in there. What else are you looking like, Herschel? What and I won't say I feel ways about Amber Rose, but that's not what the conversation's about. Go ahead. No, we can. Yo, yo, T report. What's good? I mean, really quick. Not even gonna get into it for real, but I mean, I really do appreciate what Amber Rose thinks that she's doing, but you, it's very evident that she's not done the work. So at this point, I feel like she's only advocating for a feminism that is sex positive, which I think is important. But that's the only thing that she's concerned about. Okay, so, what what other issues are, are worth tackling uh, for someone who has a platform like her? I feel like it's important to stay in your life. She has been able to like, tread the waters of sex positivity in the name of hashtag feminism. But I feel like she always wants to pipe up about being able to fuck whoever she wants, she wants without judgment, but does not quite understand the systems of oppression that keep people there in that place. She's just like, well, we should just be able to do stuff. But, like, I don't think she really understands or done enough work to understand why things are the way they are. Not to say that that's justified, but you can't dismantle a system without understanding it. So that's my only issue with As you guys know, I am a mental health counselor. Um, I don't do it counseling now, but I was trained in it. And a a huge thing that counselors try to help their clients um, understand and improve on is just knowledge of self, as you said, Lauren. So kudos to that. Um, But also being like just being willing to be open with someone. So if you if you go back to that to that situation, you mentioned like, okay, yeah, we hooked up. I'll let you spend the night. You know, if if someone is feeling insecure about it, like, oh, did he let me or she let me spend the night because they really like me? You know, like you have I think people have to be more willing to just confront their anxiety and be like, hey, how do you feel about me? Like what's really good instead of jumping to conclusions or trying to, you know, figure out things with some sort of mental gymnastics. But as far Mm -hmm. as starting as well, it's the same thing. Just like be open with the person, whoever you might have a relation with. Be open with yourself and be, you know, responsible for your own awareness. Like, prioritize your awareness. Exactly. And, and you know, like, I, I feel like if you feel comfortable enough to spread your butt cheeks to somebody, you can ask where you guys stand. Like, you shouldn't be afraid to say, like, hey, how do you feel about this? Absolutely. Like, you've already bared your soul. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> okay, so we got one more question that we want to uh, run by you. Um, so far, it's been hot takes. We appreciate you jumping on the phone to speak with us on Real Talk Beyond the Headlines. So one thing that I feel like um, is becoming more accepted is the idea of like a woman being the sole breadwinner in a, in a marriage or relationship, um, whereas a woman is equal with their with their male partner or they're the sole breadwinner or perhaps the male partner is like a stay at home dad, you know, and like has assumed that role. The thing, though, is that I've seen, I've heard differing opinions where some women are very open and accepting of it. And then some women are like, no, like, I want my husband to, like, make more money than me for sure. I want them to have, like, a really good career. I want them to work and be the breadwinner. So what is your take on that? Um, I mean, it's different strokes for different folks. I mean, some people, like you said, they... You know, I've always made more money than my partner, so I'm probably going to marry someone who makes less money than me. And that's beneficial for the simple fact that if they can find someone that, like a, a man who is okay and willing to assume the role of someone who's going to be like the primary caretaker for the children or the person who's going to be that house manager because you're too busy off at work 
earning all the money. I mean, that's a successful partnership. Right. So, so what? what was making if you know he's the sole breadwinner, and you know, I mean, there are sacrifices with that as far as like not being as equal, not necessarily in decision making, but as far as like, um, I don't know, opportunities to discuss more things or being able to have a little bit more leverage. But yeah, I think ultimately it's the two people involved. Okay. <laughs> what What is uh your preference? How do you see yourself? Um, in the future, if you end up getting married and having children, mm, well, right now in my relationship, uh, my boyfriend is the breadwinner of our house because we do live together, and so and I'm obviously okay with that. <laughs> like I have my money, he has his money. We live together, but then we also have our own money. So, um, you know, that bosses me. Um, I will say, in other relationships. Be it, be it my parents, or I did used to nanny for a little time in college, and um, I'm trying not to, like, go off into my, like, feminist rant, because I am a women's gender sexual studies major, but... Um, Yo, please do! This is real talk, beyond the headlines! The biggest, thing, the biggest thing with having a male partner who is a breadwinner is that just always assume that the woman, because she makes less money, and just because she's a woman, period, like... When the kids get sick, they're going to call the mom first. They're not calling dad to get take off of work to come get them. Um, you know, when it, I mean, I think the, it really becomes an issue once it once children are in the picture. But even then, it's like women are expected to do the second shift. Like, you go to work the same 40 hours, 40 plus hours that your husband or male partner does, even though you might might make less money, you're still putting in the same amount of time and work, but then you also have to then turn around and cook and clean and pick up the house and see about him and seeing about, like, if you have children, children, and so I think moving forward, obviously, as society evolves, I think men and women are, depending on, you know, socioeconomic class, education, stuff like that, they are taking more of a progressive step towards talking about division of labor, making sure that it's not all falling on one person, whether it's, you, you know, agree to do a chore wheel or being able to, like, hire some outside help, whatever works for your relationship. But I definitely think, um, again, according to education and socioeconomic status, most modern-day couples are at least trying to work towards an even division of labor. But, yeah, I'm not saying that one way works more than the other, but I will say for women who have decided to take on the breadwinner role or have a partner who doesn't make as much as them, it is a little bit harder to find a man who is okay with compensating because I do feel like women who don't make as much money, they are more like, okay, well, I ain't lacking this, so I'm going to pick up and making sure that, like, everything around the house is, like, skinny fans their housewife, whatever. There aren't a lot of guys who are okay with being a house husband. There are some, so I'm not saying that, that it's done, but because of the way our society is set up, for whatever reason, they don't, like, most people don't expect for men to have dinner on the table and the wife gets home or to make sure that everything is, like, taken care of around the house and that she's taken care of, like, for the most part, we expect for men to contribute monetarily. So, I, I mean, to find someone who has made that mind switch in their head 
like, okay, I know I'm not going to make as much money as my wife. I need to have these skills to make sure that she's taken care of. I think that's a really important and special thing. So, yeah. Okay. It is a human. Yeah. Man, we just got a little bit of an education. Don't act like you didn't learn something when you listen to Real Talk Beyond the Headlines. Some of it is from social media. I'm not going to lie. I follow a lot of great women on the timeline. They were trying to, like, warn the young girls, like, hey, uh, you ain't shit, but you can find one that is. <laughs> yeah. Who should people listen to? Or who should people be following on social media? In regards to socioeconomic status, for sure, I would definitely um, recommend Kim Love, her Twitter at is Kim K-I-M-M-A-Y-C-E-E. I think she's great at trying to warn the ladies or, you know, just educate people and let them know, like, she has a hashtag, a hashtag, hashtag called Aspertative Mating. Um, and she talks a lot about how people are choosing to meet up. It's not necessarily, you know, women going to college, finding a husband, and then riding off into the sunset. It's really seeing how people across all races are deciding to pair up and have children and real futures and stuff. So she's great. Okay. And yo, definitely shout out your own Twitter as well so people can follow oh, you. Yeah. My Twitter, I'm not nearly as um, <laughs> articulate all the time on my Twitter, um, but it is at lowdunnit, L-O-D-U-N-N-I-T, lowdunnit. Um, I am, that is where I can be found across all, I don't Instagram, so don't go on my Instagram. Everything on there is like seven years old. But yeah, <laughs> uh, pretty much all mediums are low done it. Great. This is Real Talk Beyond the Headlines. Hashtag hot takes. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to say something. We're still recording, but I want to say something that you are, Lauren, will be our resident, uh, you are officially our resident feminist expert. So, you know, Real Talk. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Definitely got to get the air horns on it when I put it up, but. <laughs> that was good. That was good. But you know, real talk beyond the headlines. You know, we're talking about a lot of different things. We're a sports podcast that also discusses culture and popular topics. Feminism is important. We want to learn more. Listeners need to learn more. So we have our resident feminist expert, Lauren, aka at Low Done It. Thank you. <laughs>